2: Welcome to It Roadshow Friday here at the Herd Ad Sports Bar and Grill. the Tail Bar City Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Presented by Cornhead Lager. The perfect beer to enjoy while watching your favorite game. Purchases help support NIL through the 1890 initiative. All sorts of fun going on. Uh, great TV setup here. World Series Game 1. And uh we'll have a a live podcast following Hale varsity. At 6, getting you ready for World Series Game 1, the Triple Play podcast with Jabba Chamberlain. So excited about that. You're invited out. Uh, Elijah, you have not scalped nor auctioned off. You have some prizes to hand out. That I At do. some point between the, the next couple of hours here at the Hurt At Sports Bar and Grill. So come see us up here in Omaha, uh, 12744 Westport Parkway. In La Vista, on your way to high school football, but you need a toddy to warm up for the uh, the chilly temps outside. You're welcome to to come on by and wave and say hi here at the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. Love being up here on Home Football Fridays, pretty awesome.
0: And don't forget, Schmidty. Not only is there high school football in Omaha tonight, there's also UNO hockey. Yes, and that's what I got right here in front of me. If uh, you want to get yourself some free tickets, say you heard it on the radio that we get free tickets to UNO Hockey, first come, first serve. Get up here to the Herdette Sports Bar and Grill. Get yourself some dinner and get yourself a great night of entertainment out with UNO Hockey as well. So come up and say hi to us, and you might be lucky enough to get yourself some free tickets to the Mavericks as they take on Ohio State
2: tonight. If you can beat Elijah in arm wrestling, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not going to That would be a fun one, actually. Yeah? For the, the last pair, if we get down to the last pair, okay,
0: and there's and there's a couple people who want them. We'll be we'll do uh, arm wrestling. Well,
2: uh, or yeah. Well, I, I just threw that out there. I was kind of half kidding, but if you're
0: I'm if, if you're going to go over the top, go for it. I've been working out recently. I'd love to see somebody try. You know, <laughs> did did you see that the uh, the Bears backup quarterback who started last week, his dad was actually like the 20 plus time national champion in arm wrestling, and they got him on a broadcast back whenever his son was in college. And uh, they had, like, the, the broadcast team try to arm wrestle him live on the air. Didn't work. Didn't go well for them at all. No. What's L- his name? Connor would know his name. Badgent or whatever his name is. Tyson Bajent. Bajent. Say Bajent. his name
3: correctly, please.
0: And did you did you see this video with his dad?
3: Uh, no, I have not, but I just know that his dad is a stud at arm wrestling like twenty eight time world champion. Type so stud. so
2: so Mr. Bajan's gonna show up for UNO Ohio State tickets yeah. and, <laughs> and claim the last I, pair if against he shows Elijah. Up,
0: I'm not he can just have him. Yeah, you're he just, can just have
2: him. Tap it out. We'll dive into Nebraska Purdue at his homecoming, uh which makes me think of Animal House, the classic cinema uh Dolman and I can can recite Animal House all day and all night. <laughs> uh, I hope both of you have seen the movie, yes, Animal it House. Yeah. I still so, haven't. So if we will give you credit in the stream if you want to uh, drop your favorite Animal House quote, movie quote, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. So we'll probably have to edit some of them, but we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> the Hale Varsity YouTube channel can watch the show that way. You can also watch and re-watch on the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give us a follow at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah and for Connor Clark at C underscore Clark underscore 27. All sorts of takes on Nebraska-Purdue. We're going to get there. Uh, good story in Omaha.com on just how the Michigan scandal did affect Nebraska. We'll get there. Rink Mast was... Uh, allegedly brutally attacked. Well, that story's a little bit funky, so we'll dive into that coming up. Uh, we'll check in with uh, Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity here in 15 minutes. Our two-bill Dolman. He's imaginary, and he wears red. we will hammer the Friday forecast with us at 540. Uh, we're going to try and check in with Uncle Mark, my brother, live from – Texas stadium from the Rangers mm. game. One of the world series around five 20 tonight. He loaded up the family truckster about 6 a.m. This morning. He's been making a beeline down to, uh, to Arlington and, uh, Aunt Mel's with him and my two uh, nephews, Davis and Dixon, little Dixon, not so little anymore uh, has been a Rangers fan since he could speak. So it's pretty awesome that they get to go to a game one of the World Series.
0: That is awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's. I, I think uh, Uncle Mark sold a kidney to go, but uh, the bottom line is he's going to be in there for game one. And
0: that's a good topic for us at some point in time. What have you to sold to show? get into
2: a stadium? <laughs> I was just going to say,
0: what would you sell a kidney for? Oh, Okay. Because, like, there's a lot of different things you can sell to get into a stadium, and I'm not sure we want to go there. (laughs) Uh, Um, Are you going
2: to be referencing behind the old Hobby Lobby again? (laughs) 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 Uh, a.m. So we'll go there. But, uh, guys, let's get into uh, Nebraska, Purdue. It is homecoming, and I just don't have a great feeling about this. For, for Nebraska. I think the defense is as good as we've seen in a while for Nebraska. I think the injuries are problematic on the offensive line, but I kind of halfway expect the offensive line to, to to play at the level they've been at, maybe even a little bit better. That's a giant ask with three new faces that have been part-time. And, and I don't necessarily – discount that, that Harburg will have a bounce-back game because he had a tough start last week. All that being said, with the, the, the weather the way it's supposed to be, the temps and the wind, Nebraska on a, on a clean and, and good day has had trouble throwing the football, and you get to the one-dimensional part of this football team in Nebraska. Uh, I, I appreciate how well they run the football, but they're going to have to really lean on it tomorrow. And can the body blows pay off into that fourth quarter? Because this is straight up a, an absolute coin toss tomorrow uh, for me. And I know Vegas feels the same way at minus two. I just have an eerie feeling. But Nebraska on the doorstep of doing something they haven't done since the Paulini era. And that's when three straight in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things I'm going to be curious about, and I'm trying to look into this right now, is has Hudson Card played in weather like this? Because Heiner Harburg's a, a bit of a wild card. Not in high card. school and he, not at Texas. He is, a, he is a Nebraska kid, Harburg, so he's he's familiar with cold weather. But I don't think he's ever played in a game uh, this cold. But I think the same could be said for Hudson Cardin. That's why we've been talking about the rushing attack so much this week, how important that's going to be. I think Purdue's going to have a rough time trying to run the football against this Husker defense. But on the other side, you flip it around, you talk about the offensive line. They're the ultimate wild card for Nebraska tomorrow. Could they come in and, and outperform the starters I doubt it. Could they come in and match that performance? Maybe. That's what Matt Rule's been preaching all year long. But is Nebraska going to be able to find a rushing attack tomorrow? Because that might be the difference in the game. It's just who is able to find a better rushing attack. Because I don't think anyone's going to come by easy passing yards tomorrow. Hudson Card, um, Hasn't, as far as I can tell by my research here, which has been quick, uh, been able to start in a game like this with this kind of weather. And Heinrich Harburg hasn't been the best throw in the football this year anyway. How is he going to perform in this weather? It might just be as simple as who runs for more yards tomorrow. That, that might be your winner.
2: That, that's sound logic there. Uh, Eric Olson wants no more mentions of Taylor Swift on the show. Stop celebrating, mediocrity, how, totally get it. How many mentions have we made of two? I think so twice I, this week. I feel like,
0: I mean, we made the joke about me going as Travis Kelsey to, to Halloween looking for a Taylor Swift, but,
2: like, that's not. I referenced your tweet. Okay, yeah, because that's Because it's also... a good omen. That, just twice and so now, Eric, like you, brought mediocrity's up, you, harsh. you brought up the third. You brought up the, th- <laughs> we, we were prompted, Eric. Yeah, so sorry. This, this is on, we haven't brought it up today until yeah, we, weren't, we weren't going to. Taylor's not on the, the old hit list here. Uh, despite the album dropping. Did, did, did you listen? No. I'm,
0: not, I'm not a... Despite the fact that I, I wouldn't put that tweet up on my Twitter, I'm not a Swifty by any means. That's okay. I listened to the Bad Blood remix with Kendrick Lamar because I like Kendrick Lamar, but other than that, like, it's, it's Taylor Swift releasing an album that she's already released before. So I think that's, like, the... And eh, we're gonna we're gonna leave Taylor so fine. Yeah, yeah Eric, Eric
2: right now is is speeding towards the Hurdat Sports Bar and Grill, <laughs> to, to, to to scream enough. No, he's ready to come arm wrestle me. <laughs> enough, <laughs> and he won't. Yeah, <laughs> the the byproduct are those hockey tickets. He just yes. wanted you to stop the the, the swift take. Uh, Cotter, where are you at here? Are you confident or uneasy about tomorrow?
3: I think I'm. More confident than I am uneasy, although I do understand that this is a game that could go either way. And something that really interests me is we talk about struggling to throwing the football for Nebraska, really for both teams, because Hudson Card, I mean, yeah, he's been okay, but he has seven touchdowns to five interceptions this year. My thing is, when it's cold out, you're probably going to run the ball a little bit more than you would normally. And I think that's what both of these teams are going to do this weekend. Purdue has fumbled the ball 13 times this year. They've only lost five of them. And Nebraska has fumbled the ball 18 times this year. They've lost seven of them. So I think whichever team doesn't put the ball on the ground as much is probably going to win this game. I think the ball will be put on the deck a couple of times throughout this game just because of how cold and potentially how wet it could be outside. So that's kind of the thing I'm going to focus on here is rather less so – the throwing, and more so, okay, how do we protect the football, whether that's Nebraska, whether that's Purdue? Is Mockaby going to have a big day on the ground like he's had before against Nebraska? Is AG going to bounce back? Uh, Who knows? So I think whichever team doesn't fumble as much, I think will win this game.
0: And I think the simplest way to put tomorrow's game, after everything we've discussed this week and here to open this show, is the team that wins tomorrow is going to be the team that, in year one under the new head coach, has better embraced Big Ten football. And you know what Big Ten football is? It's risk aversion offensively. It's not shooting yourselves in the foot with turnovers and penalties. It's playing that field position battle when you can, having solid special teams. These are the things that are going to win the football game tomorrow. And it's, you know what, Purdue, they didn't necessarily play like a Big Ten team under Jeff Brom. They haven't fully gotten there under Ryan Walters yet. I think they're trying to move in that direction. Nebraska clearly didn't play Big Ten football under Scott Frost. Matt Rule's trying to move them in that direction. We've seen progress in that regard in the Illinois game, in the Northwestern game, and that's the question tomorrow. With the cold weather, with how just crappy it's its almost guaranteed to be in terms of offensive football tomorrow, who has better embraced how you win in the Big Ten in the first year of their rebuild or their rebrand, whatever you want to call it, what they're doing at their respective programs? That might be the question tomorrow. Who's better embraced that Big Ten football 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 and who's better able to go win in an environment that needs Big Ten football to go win. One another
3: another thing too for Purdue real quick here is this game's really important for them if they want any chance of going bowling too because they play Michigan next week. Sign stealing or not, they're probably going to lose that game. They host Minnesota, then they're at Northwestern and host Indiana. So you don't have that tough of a schedule outside of Michigan for the rest of the year. So. This game is absolutely crucial for them if they want any sort of postseason. So I think Purdue will probably give you your best shot tomorrow.
2: Thing about Purdue is the, their record is is a bit deceiving. Uh, they they whacked Illinois pretty heavily. Fresno State's a good football team. They they got beat by them. They played Syracuse, uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, you have uh, Michigan and and uh, Ohio State. I mean on the ledger. So they they've lost to. Some pretty good teams, and I don't know that they'll blink coming in here, especially with the kids on the roster at Purdue that have had success winning two out of three against Nebraska. Clean football, both of you guys are right on it. That is the determining factor tomorrow for Nebraska. And what what gives me pause on that is you, you really haven't seen it. Consistently this year, Nebraska has been turnover-plagued. Nebraska has not been able to go get turnovers themselves, and you come out of a bye week and and you look like you took you literally took two weeks off, at least the first quarter on offense. So that is uh, something I know they focused in on. You, you touched on Anthony Grant; he's a guy that is got to be used, can't be forgotten. I like Emmett a lot; think he's talented. I like Fleeks mixed in as well. And I really like Fleeks as a check down option if you want to get some easy completions and get him out in space in the flat uh but but Grant is a guy that needs to have a big day tomorrow along with with Emmett and, and Nebraska's going to I think they need to run for, for 250 tomorrow. I mean the the 200s nice give me the extra 50 which will equal more time of possession theoretically. theoretically. That's 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 how it's it's going to happen if it happens for nebraska tomorrow is is being able to to get that run game going and listen i i think the 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 offensive linemen that are going to get starts for the first time versus just in game reps <laughs> i think they'll be good to go i do believe that that rule and and riola and satterfield have come together and gotten good work with that offensive line and it's going to be real key for Teddy Prohaska. Can Teddy P come back and and be what he looked like two years ago against Northwestern? Can he be what he looked like against Michigan instead of some spot duty? That, that'll be critical for Nebraska's success. And when you think
0: about this offensive line stepping into this place, I mean, I think, which well, kind of piggybacks on something Tony White said earlier this week, is that this offensive line, they've been running reps against the first-team defense all year long. The guys are going to be stepping in. They have been your guys that have been trying to run plays against the first-team defense, and that first-team defense, we know, is really stout against stopping the run. That's who they've been practicing against. That's who they've been sharpening their sword against, if you will, all season long. And and do I worry about them in pass protection? Yes, because the starters struggle there as well. But you've seen those starters get better running the football as the year has gone on. That hasn't been... As much of a strong suit, I think, as you'd like it to be in terms of consistency. But they've been able to pick up yards on the ground just about every single game except Michigan. Can these backups who've been going up against the likes of Nash Huttmacher and Ty Robinson and Jamari Butler and Cam Linhart all year long, guys that have been stout in the run, are they going to be ready to go because of that that trial by a fire mm-hmm. that they've been facing in practice for the past... What are we going to call it now? Almost 12 weeks since fall camp started.
2: Well, and the other part of this is we uh, are going to get Jacob Adilla on the horn. We're here at the Hurdant Sports Bar and Grill. Come by if you want UNO and Ohio State hockey tickets. Top 25 matchup. Yeah, that is incredible. So we're here at Hurdant Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista till 6, Nebraska. And uh, this will be a game tomorrow that the offense has to well, perform. Well, maybe we won't be here till six. We'll be here till
0: seven. Cause following our show, we're going to welcome Jabba Chamberlain to the stage. Yes. We're going to get a live podcast recorded, the triple play podcast preview and game. One of the world series and our thoughts on the fall classic
2: should be. All right. Come get a cold one or uh, warm up. Those nachos are undefeated here at the hurt at sports bar and grill. Jacob Adela coming up. It's hail varsity on the road Friday.
4: And now, and now back to hail
2: varsity radio. <sighs> back with your road show Friday here at the Herd Sports Bar and Grill come see us we have UNO and Ohio State hockey tickets come get yours some dude's going to roll in here in a Jason mask you know that Elijah's just holding up the uh, the tickets On the stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel can watch the show that way. Hale Varsity Radio, Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow. Uh, We will get, since it is homecoming, we will get to your Animal House movie quotes in the stream and in the email. We say hi to Jacob Padilla as he locks in for all sorts of coverage. Volleyball, high school, Husker hoops, football. He does it at Jacob Padilla underscore. Jacob, you're, you're gearing up tonight. I know volleyball in action. I know you got an eye on... Football as well. I want to start with Husker basketball and get your take and reaction to the Rink Mast story. This is this is crazy, and and, it, and it's a, a well-known athlete alleged up here in town. I know Fred talked about that this week.
5: Yeah, um, yeah, wild, wild situation. I I, I knew that he had uh, gotten banged up a little bit in their scrimmage and sat out most of that, and figured that he wasn't going to play in their close scrimmage with Utah. Um, and then uh, that uh, the whole getting jumped thing happened, and the fact that it's another former athlete is the the, the suspect. Mm-hmm. I just a like the the confluence of events there. Um, I, don't, I that, that's a new one. I'll put it that way for Nebraska basketball. We've seen a lot of things go wrong for this program in recent years. Uh, that that's one we haven't seen before. You just hope that he uh, heals up, uh, is good to go for the regular season, and something like this doesn't happen to him ever again.
0: You mm-hmm. hope no happens to nobody ever again. Yeah. It's, it's just not the type of thing you expect to happen in Lincoln, Nebraska, a random act of violence such as that. Someone just hopping out of a car and attacking you on a scooter. I mean, you, your heart goes out to rink mast. Mm-hmm. A, a guy like that moving to Lincoln, and, and that's something he experiences one of his first months here. It's just horrible, horrible stuff, and I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. You hope he heals up. You hope it doesn't affect his basketball game moving forward.
2: Not a lot more to this story with uh, Rink Mast and, and his attack. Uh, you, you, you want him back and, and confident. Because and, a, Rink's a guy that, that likes the scooter access. You see college students on him all the time. I, I see Rink Mast on him all the time. Yeah, 6'10", yeah. I mean, 250. He's hard to miss. No, he is. I mean, he's, he's a building on a scooter. and. You know, there's there's not a ton more information out on this, but I wanted to get your quick take on it, Jacob. Uh, we'll we'll get to to football now, and we're diving into Nebraska-Purdue with homecoming and chance for Nebraska to again move it forward here to get win five. Are you confident or uneasy?
5: I I don't know how you can ever be confident this <laughs> season with the with the state of the offense and the fact that every week you're losing guys and uh like you think maybe you found something that you can feel great about uh and then the next week it's a reset because of an injury uh for part of that or whatever it may be so I just don't know how you can go into any game thinking oh yeah we can definitely do this on offense we can rely on this and we may struggle in some other areas but this is going to be our bread and butter I don't know what their bread and butter is right now um obviously they their rushing numbers had looked good, um, but now you lose three starters on the offensive line. And you're plugging in guys that have either struggled in limited action or barely played at all. In the case of Justin Evans Jenkins, who's mostly been an extra blocker and got, got a couple of snaps out there uh, at, at a real line spot. So um, he, he filled in pretty well probably for his first real playing time last week coming in, in uh, uh, to replace... Uh, guys going down, but now you're going to have to go in there and rely on him start to finish. You have to rely on Teddy Prascha. You hope that he's in the the kind of mental and physical space where he can go out there and knowing like, all right, this is my spot. I got to go out here and I got to perform because they absolutely need him too. Um, they're really <laughs> they're short on other options. Like you, once you get past, you're already starting three backups, so there aren't many programs i think where you can get down 9 10 11 and feel great about that guy and it wasn't like they were starting from a uh, a super high point to begin with with that unit so the state of the offensive line with the state of the running back and wide receiver uh, groups it's hard to feel confident Um, but on the other hand you have that defense and they've continued to to find different ways to uh, give nebraska chances they continue to plug in a bunch of different guys Uh, And it seems like each week we have somebody, we see somebody different that pops and you're like, oh, hey, wow, that guy had a great game that Mm -hmm. maybe he didn't play much previously or just kind of been part of the rotation and then he popped for you. So they got a lot of different guys I think they're excited about on that side of the ball. But overall, from a team win loss perspective, it's I think you're going into each week thinking like, all right, here we go. Let's see what happens.
0: It's Jacob Adilla with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Jacob, I, I need your thoughts. I guess more, maybe more of a prediction for tomorrow. Will there be more points scored by the offenses or punts? Ooh, <laughs> points
5: or punts? Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely take points there because you're scoring in threes and sevens. That would be a lot uh, of punts. So, yeah, that's – This I mean, Big Ten West, now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like you haven't watched if, Iowa this year. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're talking about – Yardage? Uh, <laughs> punt yardage? Definitely taking more punts than scoring possessions, if you want to go that way. Uh, I think it's probably safe to take the, the point over – or the, the punt over as opposed to the touchdowns and field goals over there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably not going to be a pretty football game.
0: I mean, the thing is, is if this is a seven to three football game, there's going to be a hell of a lot more than ten punts.
2: Possibly, that's true. Yeah,
0: ten, ten of, to three, of three outs. You get to thirteen, you start you start worrying a little bit about that punt number. But I think that would be an interesting prop bet for Vegas for this one to see what type of uh, what type of odds you could get on that. Because I wouldn't be shocked if those two numbers are pretty close by the end of the day. Well, yeah. forgive me. Or go ahead, Jacob.
5: Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, if if the defenses are as effective as uh, we think they might be, then you got a chance at some short field touchdowns. Got some maybe uh, this is a, the week that you get, finally get a defensive or special teams touchdown. Um, like that, that's kind of where uh, I, I think it's safe to lean the the, the points over the punts. But yeah, like I mean, if it ends up being seven to three, seven to six, or something like that, like. I don't think anybody would be shocked uh, I just wouldn't bet on it
3: well forgive me for going back to an earlier topic but I, I really do want to get your take on this Jacob about Husker basketball and w- there was a major injury report and now rink mass was just a fraction of what Fred Hoiberg had to say but two guys in particular I want your thoughts on a Juan Gary being out because of violation of team policy and b this whole ankle thing with Blaise Kada is continuing to linger. How much does that concern you as we're just 10 days out?
5: Yeah, definitely, I think, uh, it is a major concern, um, especially now with Josiah Alec uh, getting banged up in that scrimmage as well. Um, he was kind of your insurance policy for both those guys, Gary. And he's a guy that was going to play some four, play some five. Uh, you got him in there and you feel good about, uh, in addition to Mass., Gary, Alec, you got three-man rotation there you feel good about for going into competitive games uh, against good teams. And then whatever else you get from from, from Keita or Matar-Jope or whatever it may be, um, that's just bonus. But you got your core. Uh, So now heading into the season, yeah, it's not great. I I, I guess I I don't anticipate that we'll see Gary missing uh, time long term. Hopefully, it's just a short, short-term disciplinary thing, and um, he'll be back for the games that really count. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely have to feel worried about just the state of that front court right now. With uh, again, I think uh, I think Mast will ultimately be fine for once the season starts here. Um, hopefully, Alec will as well. Um, but as far as Sunday, um, you're going to see a lot of Matar Joe as long as as long as he can stay out of foul trouble and on the court. Uh, because, I mean, once you get past him, Kale Jacobson might be your backup five there. <laughs> uh, we, heard about, we heard about Kale playing basically one through five for them during their overseas tour. They're pretty darn close to having a similar roster on Sunday to what they had uh, during that trip over in Spain. So uh, I think that's probably, like, if you're, going, if you're going into this game thinking, all right, what's kind of something to watch? Jope is probably number one on the list to see all right, he's he's pretty raw, but he's a freak athlete, long. Uh, he's got the physical tools to, to be an impact player down the road. What can he give you as a true freshman here? Because you might need it with the the state of the front court around him.
0: Jacob, it's kind of insane right now when you look at the injuries for Husker basketball as well as the Husker offense. It's just kind of been the theme of the week in Husker media. And I have concerns that it'll extend to like Hus- Do you have any any injuries you've been nursing here recently i know i've been clean bill of health but i'm, I'm getting a little worried as much time as i've been talking about it that eventually i'm going to curse myself
5: well and and we've got lindsey krause out so the, even the volleyball team has hasn't been uh mm. safe from injury luck i bubble wrap okay. baseball yeah. yeah for real <laughs> i fortunately have been okay um i uh I, I played over the weekend played monday without any injuries uh had to skip out on Wednesday, so I haven't really had a chance to get hurt uh, <laughs> this week. So, fingers crossed, I don't trip uh, walking into the Devaney Center tonight. But so far, I think right now, I've, I've got a clean bill of help.
2: Jacob, about 90 seconds. Uh, I want to get your take. Uh, team that you think's made the, the biggest move for a playoff run for high school football this 2023 fall.
5: Uh, Biggest move? What do you mean by that? They've they've
2: gotten to a certain level they've improved they're better another they're they're hot going into the postseason
5: oh geez uh I think Elkhorn South probably for um kind of having to reconfigure things mid-season losing their their quarterback I think ultimately not having Carson Rahner will cost them a Mm -hmm. deep run and maybe a, a chance to get all the way to the championship game um but I mean, I, I think they've gone off to a great start against Papio South. Last I saw, I got a couple touchdowns early against them. Um, their defense has been so good. And that running game with Brady Bousquet um, leading the way, he's, uh, he's had a great season. And so they found a way to overcome a major injury to pretty much dominate their competition the, the, the rest of the way. So I think Elkhorn South right now at that three seed um, has, has had a great second half of the season and are good heading into the postseason here.
0: Can Elkhorn South test Westside? Can Millard South test Westside? Is anybody, with our last about 30 seconds here, is anybody going to be able to stand a test for Westside?
5: I mean, I I think Millard South tested them in the regular season battle, but also the conditions played a part there. Um, So if if Millard South can take care of business and get all the way there, I think they have the best chance Mm -hmm. in terms of having the most complete roster, offense, defense, difference makers.
2: Jacob Adilla, find him on Twitter there at Jacob Adilla underscore hill dot com, at sports dot com, and uh, catch up with Jacob tonight with Huskers and the Terps uh, volleyball. Jacob, thanks for giving us a few minutes before you head down to the Bob. Appreciate you jumping in. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, there he is, Jacob Padilla. Good to spend time with him. We'll dive more into Nebraska-Purdue. It is homecoming. I said I want Animal House quotes. We will get to emails. We will get to stream comments. And, yes, UNO hockey tickets to give away for you.
1: Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? I'm you, yet. Yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Back with you here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista, nestled in between Cabela's and our friends at Embassy Suites. Uh, just jump off the interstate, you'll find it. And uh, enjoy. Uh, The bang-bang sauce we rave about every time we come up here. That we do. Uh, The shrimp, incredible. The nachos, phenomenal. One twenty seven forty four Westport Parkway. La Vista, you want to go watch top 25 hockey tonight. UNO against, do I still have to say the Ohio State, even on the ice? I don't, well, yes, you do. Um, But you don't have
0: to. Okay. Like, if you were to be suing the Ohio State University, then you'd have to. If you're talking about them on the, the radio, you're not required to by Okay, Indians.
2: I'm just, just double-checking here.
0: It should be noted, by the way, there is also a Friday burger special here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. So if you want to watch the World Series come out, hang out with you, me, and Jabba Schmitty, um, and uh, listen to that live podcast. Get yourself some Omaha hockey tickets. You can get yourself a burger and fries for $12. So there is your deal of the night. The burger's here. Fantastic. And you have a great deal on a Friday night to come grab yourself a burger. If you're a simple kind of person, if you don't want the shrimp, if you don't want all the action. Burgers
2: are incredible here. Their chicken's fantastic. The pizzas are incredible. I actually haven't uh, tried corn, the pizza yet. Corn Head Lager, uh, that perfect beer to enjoy, helping bring you Hail Varsity Radio. Uh, your favorite beer to enjoy while you're watching your favorite game. Purchases help support the NIL through the 1890 initiative. It is homecoming. You got the homecoming parade going on tonight. I think of one of my favorite Animal House quotes: "Ramming speed" <laughs> 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 during the uh, the the latter part of that movie. Uh, that that's that's where I go. But I did ask for Animal House quotes since it is. Uh, homecoming and folks have come through on the stream brian checks in and uh it's pretty good Uh, i'll have seven carlings and uh in that sequence at animal house you've got can we dance with your dates that's always stuck out to brian pretty good uh famous quote there walter from uh outside of philly chimes in was it over when the germans barmed pearl harbor <laughs> i'm gonna add him. dot 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 hell no <laughs> germans forget it he's rolling doldman's gonna wheelhouse about 70 of these at 505 uh emails to get to chris at halevarsity.com uh brett emails in animal house quotes utah give me two i think that was point break not animal house yeah i don't recognize that quote utah that's that's uh, gary substance abuse he asking for two beers I've never heard that nickname before. Oh, it's gonna I did not DC? coin it, but I, I use it quite a bit. Uh, we'll check in live down at Arlington. Maybe. One of
3: us is Connor, so, can you hear that? Somebody's going crazy over there. Yeah. I can't hear we, that.
2: We we gotta get the duct tape and the chewing gum and now we fix the headset. That's good. You did? Okay, well, we're going to get Elijah fixed up here. This is this
3: is live Bang. engineering no, no. At its finest.
2: Todd, our our friend and emailer, emails in on the arm wrestling to get said hockey tickets. UNOV, Ohio State. You got to arm wrestle Elijah. Mm-hmm. And Todd says this: I have an arm wrestling table in my garage. <laughs> Still from my tournament days back in the 90s. Tournament days? (laughs) Tournament days. Jesus Christ, what have I agreed to? (laughs) He is screwed. Todd's going to show up. He's going to cross the river. He's going to demand hockey tickets. He's going to – there's a scene out of Over the Top, another classic movie, where some just psycho drinks a bunch of gasoline, (laughs) spits it in the air, and then tries to beat Sylvester Stallone. But anywho, Todd has an arm wrestling – table from his tournament days in the 90s i'll be glad to dust it off for a chance at minnie kelsey you have been dubbed minnie kelsey Mini kelsey
0: <laughs> i am so screwed <laughs> yep. i talked to big game todd he has
2: said uncle he has said uncle
0: i'll still take on the challenge we just can't film that. I don't want to be. You will lose gracefully. <laughs> we, we don't want to see a dislocated no. elbow. <laughs> I ha- have you ever seen, like, the video of, like, the guys, who, like, snap their arms oh, arm wrestling? Just, oh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. It makes it's... you never want to arm wrestle against somebody who used to do tournaments
2: back in the 90s ever. Rick chimes in. They've confiscated everything, even the stuff we didn't steal. I love these Animal House comments. Uh, and my other favorites, they took, the ho- they took the bar. They took the whole bleeping bar. Uh, classic Belushi, Greg in Michigan. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Did you ever know anybody who was
0: in a frat that was sort of Animal House esque? Because I'm not sure how the how the frat life was back in your day, Schmitty. But
2: the the, the frat life. <laughs> Cool down I'm sure there were I'm sure there were severe pledge (laughs) beatings see like there was never a live farm animal in any basement
0: I would visit in Connor and I's day like the all the frat stories I heard not being in a frat was pretty tame especially at at Nebraska I heard some stories from my buddy Grant down at Ole Miss that that give animals a run for their money that's the southern
3: ones go a lot harder
2: yeah that's where they were all started was in the south fraternities see uh, there's a great story so you had to go get uh, your
0: paddle everyone had to get a signature right. from all the upperclassmen <laughs> and the way you got that signature was you just had to fulfill any requests from the upperclassmen to get that signature and one time um without naming any names i don't think grant was a part of this but his frat buddies they had to go to a taco ba- no a wendy's after the wendy's had closed and go get food so the they had to break into wendy's the manager was there, and the manager actually invited them all back into the kitchen and helped them make all the food <laughs> that they needed to complete That's the That's no fun. It was like three in the morning. you supposed
2: to dive uh, through the uh, the the drive through window, uh, rock, chalk, rock, Early '90s style and try and take a chalupa.
0: I, I think the the initial vision was like you're gonna have to break into a Wendy's and make us this food. But then the manager sees like 15 drunk frat dudes outside at two in the morning and says, "You know what? I'm gonna take care of this situation in a different way." And just he invited them back and they all just had a night in Wendy's, like learning how to make didn't want to do paperwork for the police.
2: No. My my favorite frat story happened when I was in eighth grade. I got to spend the night. Oh, I don't know where this is going. At, at Sigma Chi down at KU. In eighth grade? In eighth yeah, grade. yeah, I was down there for a Nebraska-Kansas game. Went down there with Cousin Nate. It was incredible. He let us. Uh, he had the best grades, so he got to stay in the top room. It was called mm-hmm. Heaven. We watched the, uh, the one of the George Foreman Holyfield fights in Hell, the worst room with the worst grades. <laughs> but they had the biggest TV. There you so go. So it worked <laughs> out. But we were on the top of the... The Sigma Chi house in 8th grade in November in 1990 or 92, I think. And they had this giant human slingshot. Oh, my. So we took all the toilet paper from every facility we could find in the fraternity house. We would dip it in water. Oh. (laughs) And then we had three of us. And we'd pull back and we'd launch it across fraternity row and hit their rival fraternities. Roof, and they come out and like, are we getting? Is it incoming? What was going on? But it was hitting the roof. And I, I thought was you were going
3: to say that you were in the slingshot for a second. No, I did.
2: I did not try and clear uh, <laughs> the the frat row main road in Lawrence. See, that reminds me of a story from my dad. He's going to be mad.
0: I'm telling this story, but he set up a slingshot in his dorm room at Union College, and they would fill it full of water bottles. And oh no, and
2: pop people <laughs> as they were walking across campus. Pretty sure he got in some trouble for that one. Possibly. Uh, more stories from the road, apparently, but. More Animal House quotes. And yes, back to Purdue, Nebraska. Hail Varsity winds down hour one.
4: And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio.
2: Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity Radio. Friday Road show up here every Friday. Football season for the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill, one twenty seven forty-four Westport Parkway in La Vista. If you can't make it for Hale Varsity, that's okay. We're here six to seven with the Triple Play podcast with Herdat Sports, Java Chamberlain's baseball pod, as we'll help preview game one of the World Series. We're gonna check in with Uncle Mark down live in Arlington. We are gonna see all sorts of wrinkles on his forehead. Because no doubt it'll be dinner time, and he will begrudgingly reach into his wallet and dig out for whatever the heck ballpark food cost down in Arlington. Insult to injury, but God love him, he jumped in the uh, the uh, the Uncle Mark mobile and uh, rodey down here from Gretna to Arlington for Game 1 of the World Series. It's like, that's, what, a good 12 hours? I checked in with him. The, the ride was going well. Uh, we It is homecoming for Nebraska-Purdue, and uh, homecoming means animal house quotes, so we are taking your best or favorite animal house quotes. Uh, you can chime in two different ways. Email chris at hailvarsity.com or the Varsity. Uh, YouTube channel uh, can watch the show that way cutter's right on here fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life son absolutely love it uh good work cutter uh poor uh poor Pinto uh I think yeah Pinto was the uh was the Delta Cow pledge name. Tim on the money here with 0.0. 0. <laughs> That's John Belushi's character, Mr. Blue 0.0. point. Zero. (laughs) That's a classic. So good. I love (laughs) Dean Warmer's voice. Uh, Pretty good. A a subtle couple lines from Animal House that that have not been mentioned. This is very obscure, but it's early in in Animal House. Uh, There's a prop they are talking about, and they ask the question, does this thing talk? That's pretty funny. And religious experience. You, you, how,
0: it, how am I missing this one? I'm, uh, I'm getting all the quotes. That's I'm missing
2: that. It, it's it's very minuscule, but watching Animal House the, the first time, this is how good of a big brother I was. Speaking of Uncle Mark, um, when I was babysitting him one time, when the folks were out. We threw Animal House in. He may have been a little young to watch it, <laughs> but he uh, he got quite the the kick out of it. Four eight nine twelve forty. Your chance at uh, UNO. And Ohio State hockey tickets. Still have uh, them in hand. Well, you, you may not because folks are crowding you to, uh, to get them, which is, is all right. Uh, should we give the option of live arm wrestling or just do you want the seats?
0: Ooh, Indian leg wrestling? No. I sure really want to see Elijah do
3: something from back here. So. Says, <laughs>
0: says Cotter's <laughs>
2: comfy and sound back in studio. I just really want to see that happen.
0: Beat me in a fist fight for the tickets.
2: Ah. <laughs> Just, and everybody
4: leaves
3: We've got a winner
2: We've got a winner Just at least turn the laptop he, around He's a hockey fan he, he, He's dropping his gloves and he's ready to go He even taped foil on his On his knuckles Do I get a helmet I could put on at least? No, no. he's going to pull your sweater Come over prepared. your head And go to town on you uh, Bill Dolman will join us here to kick off Hour 2 here at the Herd Ant Sports Bar and Grill. Reminder to get buckled up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up a message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. More on Purdue, Nebraska. Bill Dolman, Pratt of Fairbury, on the way here with Hale Varsity.
1: He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in
6: 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating.
1: Now with Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Back with you, it's hour two. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Roadshow Friday, every Friday here at the at Sports Bar and Grill. 127.44 Westport Parkway La Vista. Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Chris Schmidt. We say hi to the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor, Bill Dolman. Billy D. it is homecoming, which means Animal House. We've asked the audience for their favorite Animal House quotes. We left off going into Hour 2 at the end of Hour 1. zero, 0. <laughs> Mr. Blutarski. Brian comes in with a classic of course, I'm not going to stand here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. Gentlemen, as we all rise up, grab a brew, it don't cost nothing. That is Chris, not me, on the porch letting one go. And um, Dion, vegetables can be very sensuous, don't you think? Is that a pledge pin? Double secret probation. Niedermeyer, dead warmer dead you have to have one bill dolman you love animal house as much as i do happy homecoming
4: <laughs> uh, you know I, I i yeah i love animal house but i also lived animal house
2: <laughs> <laughs> well elijah brought it up he's like was it is uh <clears throat> rocky to be a pledge back in he looked at me your day it's like I never was a pledge. I just had fun there, uh, and and uh, that's the I do, it. That's no, I, I, do and, it. and Bill, you uh, you might have been Eric Stratton. Damn, glad to meet you back in the mid '80s.
4: I was actually, and as a matter of fact, I, I was. <laughs> and look, I, I probably look, let's see. I spent seven years of no, uh, five years of college. So that's down probably, the drain. What, <laughs> seventeen, somewhere between one and seventeen hundred or so days at the University of Nebraska. Which one would you like to talk about? Because there's probably a story in my days at dear old Theta Zai, uh, where uh, there there was some type of animal house story that was in the making and one that probably should not be told.
2: Did you uh, <laughs> did you have the pledges have to sign the, the, the paddle signature you were talking about? Alexa?
4: Oh yeah 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 uh, we we you had to sign a paddle. Um, <laughs> There was there was back in the day. I cannot confirm or deny a ceremony when paddles were actually used, and I I became somewhat legendary because uh, my I broke my paddle. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you legendary or you infamous? Uh, probably more infamous. But let's yeah. just say I apparently I had pretty good bat speed.
0: Um, <laughs> what was the exit velocity on that thing? <laughs> I don't know. But no, there, you
2: there, don't want you to
4: know. Uh, know. <laughs> there, there was a. Uh...
2: You don't have your paddle hanging in the classroom, do you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor hasn't seen it anyway. But, uh, I don't know if I, I want re- to. I still remember. Look, I, I still remember lots of. Uh, I had a lot of fun in college, and, uh, yeah, I was Eric Stratton, Russ Rush Chairman, damn glad to meet you, and we had, uh, we had Heck Week,
7: uh-huh.
4: sort of, in a manner of speaking. Um, you know, we had, a, we had a great party back in the day that was legendary on the UNL campus that can no longer be done, but it was a, a party called Driftwood where we built a, an entire swimming pool that was the entire front yard of our house and it was built in with railroad ties and uh, plywood and large sheets of plastic and then we filled the tub up it was right before the uh, the first game first home game of the season i mean it was a big pool i mean it was a not just a was it filled it, with water was or was whole, it filled with with it was the whole in yard mm. and uh, we, it was all hot water and it took place before the after the first home football game, live band in the room and um, whatever you could find to imbibe with, uh, you know, that was it was quite the deal. But they don't do that anymore.
2: <laughs> Bill, um, uh, what? I'm going to shift it to football now. What?
4: No, you can't. Now, no, I'm on. I'm on a. Uh, what? I'm on nostalgic for, for, train for, for, right for, Forget now. <laughs> it.
2: He's rolling. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. What? What? You, what had you a... might
4: remember this, Schmitty. We did the big red reports on KFOR and KLMS one year. Yes. And uh, Oh, yeah, dropped, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, I dropped a line uh, in one of the big red reports, tongue-in-cheek, where I said, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? And it ain't over now. KFOR switchboard lights up with uh, somebody getting the uh, – the incident in Pearl Harbor uh, wrong. And I'm like, if I had to do another big red report the next day, doing the entire scene and uh, playing that movie line uh, from Animal House so that people understood that I know it wasn't the Germans who <laughs> bombed Pearl Harbor. Well, maybe that's
0: uh, why Michigan State did what they did with the Jumbotron this weekend. It's just a call back to, to wow. who oh, bombed wow. Pearl
2: Harbor. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Elijah Herbal, folks. Um, what? So, what? what? animal house character best resembles the nebraska offense
4: oh boy well i'm probably d-day right now he's you know, missing
6: <laughs>
4: i was gonna say he's missing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereabouts unknown yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it mean, could work. Well, last thing is, you know, he's he's in the he's in the death mobile, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's ramming speed. That's the only thing that offense can really do. And then mm-hmm. it's whereabouts unknown. But who knows? You know, this might be an offense that at the end of the season ends up being elected to the United States Senate, uh-huh. or you know, or at least uh, at least parading around in Detroit for the oil change ball.
2: <laughs> I'd take Detroit in the oil change bowl. At least it's the game's inside. Indoors too. Yeah.
0: So. Well, see, it's funny co- called it the oil change. You guys are... Connor, maybe. Blue Mountain really? State? Oh, that, yeah. The oil change, the best way to beat a drug test? Oh. No. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah where... <laughs> think about an oil change? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and think about that, but in, in, in terms of urine test. Okay. It was a scene in Blue Mountain State. It's a, it's a classic. It's, it's Blue just Mountain a, State's good. It'd be a good name for a bowl game, the
4: oil change bowl, <laughs> for that reason. I think it's, what is it, the quick lane bowl or something? Yeah. yeah. Something yeah, like something, that. that. Yeah.
3: something car yeah. Related.
4: Yeah. Something correlated? Yeah, it's Detroit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hale Varsity's here at Herdout uh, Sports Bar and Grill. Jabba Chabberlett has arrived. Again, the Triple Play podcast follows. Good to see Jabba here. Bill, a thought on tomorrow. I asked Cotter and uh, Elijah this, and I'm not feeling good about tomorrow. Are you confident or uneasy?
4: People seem to think that this Purdue team is 5 and 2 on the season and is marching toward uh, Indianapolis. Towards glory? Well, it, it it's it's 2 and 5. Yeah, they've had a bye week to get ready for Nebraska and yes, Ryan Walters hates the end. But 2 and 5. And somewhere along the lines they've had some struggles as well, right? So, uh, this game's at home. It's very two very different teams than the ones who met last year in the track meet in West Lafayette. Um, and I, I think maybe it helps. Uh, it helps Purdue to have had time off. Um, they don't have near the injuries Nebraska has had to. But look, Nebraska's what won four of its last five games. I mean, that's an, that's an incredible run that uh, you know people haven't seen for a while. I think this is a Nebraska team that's playing with some confidence. I think it's a defense that definitely is playing with some confidence and probably has teams like Purdue worried as to just what they can or cannot do. And if the weather is bad as it's supposed to be. Now, it's cold but sunny out. But if it's supposed to be kind of dreary, that is a perfect day for the defense. And which of these two teams has the better D? Nebraska does. So I I think that there are more – that Nebraska has more advantages going into the game tomorrow. Sure, we're worried, just maybe based on past performances in the recent years. But if you've got a defense that's playing as good as Nebraska's defense is playing right now with as many guys – who are playing. And we've talked about this from the very start of the season. Um, that's a confident bunch. And I, you know, I think Purdue's got to figure out some ways to do things offensively that maybe they haven't done this season. Now, Nebraska can't help out Purdue's defense. They can't put the ball in the carpet. They can't go three and out. They have to have some sustained drives and to get a little bit of momentum themselves. If Nebraska gives the ball away, yeah, it's going to be a bad day. But, you know, straight up as they line up right now, I think Nebraska's defense, and I think Bushini has also been a good weapon for Nebraska in the last few weeks. And Alvano, if he's got his confidence, you know, that's worth maybe three kicks for the Huskers.
0: It's Bill Dolman with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking his frat house experience is now switching gears and talking Nebraska and Purdue. And, Bill, obviously the Nebraska defense at this point in the season seems to be a known commodity. You know what you're, what you're going to get from them, and that is very high-level defense. But the big question mark going into tomorrow is offensively and specifically within the past week, it's become the offensive line with how patchwork that has become. And the problem is, is – kind of as I laid out in the first hour, this is a game that I think the team that has embraced Big Ten football the most in the first year under their, their first-year head coach is the team that's going to win tomorrow. And usually in the Big Ten, the offensive line is the most important position group you have on a team. That's just tradition within the Big Ten. So what is your concern with Nebraska's offense and specifically the offensive line in terms of what they can put together tomorrow? Because it feels like if it does all go wrong for Nebraska, that's where it would happen.
4: Probably Depth. Along the offensive line. And that was a concern going in when everybody was healthy. So now you have <laughs> probably what's left of, of the uh, the guys who are going to play where you're not having to do the math on redshirt seasons, right? So it, it, this offensive line is probably going to play more snaps than at any time. This, this current grouping of five or six is probably going to play more snaps than any group so far this season. Behind them, what is there? I would imagine there, there can't be a, a tremendously large gap, I wouldn't think, between the first and second units. Maybe there is. But I would think if there's a gap, not necessarily in talent, is it? it's in experience. The guys who have been playing have played a lot more football than their backups. You would hope the backups are sufficiently talented enough that they can run the offense as it's being called, but they cannot afford to have many more injuries and you start to dip into the... Sledge and the Knudsen and the uh, what's it? Is it Lack or Lake? Uh, Gatula, mm. you know, that that is now you're going to go, okay, well, how many if they played yet? How many games do we want them to play? Are they going to have to go out and play 50 to 60 snaps and blow red shirt years out of the water? I think that's the biggest concern for Nebraska looking ahead to the big picture on red shirting is you want to have veteran offensive linemen. That's not to say that receivers come and go and you can plug and play quarterbacks but if nebraska can develop an offensive dare i say pipeline of players who come into the system get to redshirt get to playing some of the sophomores or redshirt freshmen and sophomores and start starting for two and a half years or so that's where this program is going to get better but if it's recycling offensive linemen year after year after year then it's going to be spinning its wheels in that fashion So I think developing and protecting redshirts along the offensive line is far more important than what they're trying to do with Doss and Lloyd. And we know Coleman's already blown out. That's the biggest concern Mm. for me is that math.
3: Bill Dolman's with us on Hill Varsity Radio a couple minutes, and we – Briefly touched on it earlier, and Schmidt's target number was around 250 on the ground. What's your target number yardage wise for Nebraska to have success tomorrow?
4: Well, I think it depends on the weather. You know, if it's a bad track, even though they've got the turf and, you know, every little bit of science they can do to make sure it's playable, if it does get, I haven't really heard if there's going to be a lot of precipitation, but there could be. Uh, if it's bad, if it's a bad weather track, then I think you're hoping to get to 200. About 40%. If it's like, if it's like it is right now, you know, two fifty or more uh, easily. I mean, I, that's that's what's important. But again, it's a new, it's a new offensive line. You've got backup quarterback. You've got backup. Well, he's not backup anymore. He's he started this, most of the games. Running backs. Uh, you know, but it, the key to, to the key to the win is going to be protecting the football and maintaining possession. Uh, I, and that's that's the big question mark for them. But two fifty is a, that's a good number. But it really depends on the weather. Bill
2: Dolman joins us at Bill Dolman on Twitter. "Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor talking Nebraska and Purdue. Arizona Husker has donated $9.99. He's cheering for the D-backs. Good on him for the donation. Big thanks, Arizona Husker. (laughs) Walter 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 says boo the the snakes.
1: snakes.
2: (laughs) And uh, we have walked down memory lane when it comes to Animal House quotes. And uh, Bill Dolman's time on 16th and Vine. I love it. I love story time. And uh, every time it's it's homecoming, it means Animal House to me. True or false, somebody on this screen will be wearing a toga tonight. You asking me? I'm asking the room. I think Connor's most likely. I'll Connor, be wearing
3: a Clark Griswold jersey tonight. That's oh, what I'll be wearing.
2: Okay, so you are wearing a hockey jersey, but no toga.
3: No, I, I don't own a toga nor it's white... It's just a bed sheet, Well, brother. I don't have plain white bed sheets either that I could just <laughs> use right now, so... Is that a I'm problem? Of, I'm kind of out of commission.
2: Yeah, why? Why? why you afraid to go with the all white, the road game white, Connor? <laughs> no, the uh, Connor's no, a one, college student. Those things have have been washed in years. It oh, used to be it's not white. brother! <laughs> they, That's not true. The uh, I think I washed my my sheets twice. I have I have a gray I have a gray set of
0: sheets that used to be white. It used to be white. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: I shouldn't have said
3: that. And then a white pair of sheets with. Like a pattern on them. So it's, they're not playing. It's the,
2: it's the NFL. You got all the NFL helmets and logo. Yeah. I, I I pitched that when we got married. I was like, can we get the NFL sheets? Can we put it on a <laughs> No.
4: We got to have sailboats. It's whatever. Linda Blair told me. I'll just say this right now. I will not be uh, wearing a, a toga anytime soon because we are having a homecoming reception at the College of Journalism and Mass Communication. Yeah, you're not supposed if to be. I there. walk out that door dressed like John Blutarsky. <laughs> Might be Could be over. Walking right out the front door, not coming back. Or they might respect
0: you
2: more. <laughs> yeah.
4: Give me a or quick th- score. They'll probably go. He yeah, I remember those
2: days. <laughs> Give me a quick score, Billy D.
4: Oh, 85 to 3. Okay, Nebraska <laughs>
2: wins and covers. Weather be damned. Bill, we'll talk to you tomorrow at the single barrel, brother.
4: All right, boys. Have a good night. Go, Big Red.
2: There he is, Pride of Fairberry. To Arlington, we go next.
4: And now. And now, back to
2: Hale Varsity Radio. Back here at the at Sports Bar and Grill. And don't forget, after we're done with Hale Varsity at 6, triple play podcast. Jabba Chamberlain will talk World Series Game 1 leading up to first pitch. We go from La Vista down to Arlington, Texas. My big little brother, Uncle Mark. Marcus Schmidt in the stands and if you can watch the show on the Hale Varsity City YouTube channel you can see the video but we can we can hear the crowd uncle mark thanks for making time i know where you're sitting where did you exile the rest of the family
6: yeah i'm the front row right field there uh 337 row 40 <laughs> there's a shame i could only find one down here
2: i know but i mean times are tough we know about the economy and we know that these weren't free. You guys got up at what time and left Gretna?
6: We bounced at six o'clock. And okay. The trip was going well until we hit Denton, which is apparently the armpit of Texas, and traffic started. Uh, it took us about an hour and a half from Denton to Arlington. And about nine the rest of the way. So not bad. Uh, no Josie, so it was easier.
2: Uh, <laughs> little little Josie.
6: AirPods AirPods are beautiful and uh,
2: easy trip i love it and uh, we will keep this for posterity's sake to let josie hear this shout out at some point uh for i, I sure. love it i love it little josie's uh four and uh back here in in gretna but uh, uncle mark is live in arlington game one so folks don't accuse you of being a bandwagon ranger fan you became a ranger fan because of who and when
6: Well, when uh, mom and dad took us down to KC, I think it was 1990, we saw Nolan Ryan pitch against the Royals. Subsequently gave up, I think, eight earned runs and two and a third. (laughs) They did. Somehow I fell in love with the Rangers on that day. Um, You know, Pudge came along, had some good years in the 90s, had some really bad years until 2010, 11, and uh, fairly bad since. But I wasn't going to let – this passed me up like 2011 did, so YOLO, baby.
0: <laughs> it's Marcus Schmidt, Chris's brother, here with us on Hale Varsity Radio. He's front row out in the outfield for Game 1 of the World Series. And tell me, Mark, where does this rank on your sports Mount Rushmore of games you've attended, Game 1 of the World Series?
6: Uh, I'll know after the 27th out.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> right now it's at the top. Um, I was thinking about that on the way down because I'm somewhat prepared for heartbreak tonight. I was at Virginia Tech. Um, we were at the BYU Hail Mary. So my kids have seen negative a lot. Chris and I have been to you know, Tempe for a championship, Miami for a championship. So I've seen both sides of the spectrum. So I'm trying not to get too hyped up, but uh, I got Rangers 7-3 tonight.
2: Okay. Just to to clarify too, uh, Mark mentioned the ninety six Fiesta Bowl. Mom and Dad took us down for that. It was incredible. And some guy named Kaz in a sweater offered you a puddin pop, didn't he? Uh no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to you, Kaz walks by because he did the coin flip. Uncle Mark turns to. That's Bill Cosby. It's like, yeah, that's Bill Cosby. Fast forward to now, well, it's good that you didn't take on. that sprite. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, no, I, we we steered for of that. Thank God.
0: That was a <laughs> that was a clause type comment from you. No, I, clause uh, you I give on.
6: him
2: I give him trouble because like I think Cos put his hand on Mark's shoulder trying to get down the aisle. It's just weird that, that Cosby's. Flipping the, the the coin toss back in 1996. Anywho, um, Mark is Uncle Mark is down in Arlington. Game one of the World Series. Uh, I, I think the the sports fandom gods are gonna smile tonight. At least I hope they do, man. You you have driven down. You've taken the family down, and you're not done. You're gonna be a Jerry World Sunday.
6: Yeah. So. For whatever reason, I decided to check out who the Cowboys played before we left town. <laughs> and Davis, of course, has been a loyal Rams fan since the Super Bowl victory of whatever he was. era. Um, but stayed true. So, you know, Dixon has been through and through Rangers since he was born and felt it only right that if we were gonna be within walking distance of Davis' favorite team, you know we've already we've already bled out this trip anyway. Why not bleed a little <laughs> more?
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, I was gonna say? I, I
6: was honestly shocked. I thought um, NFL tickets weren't gonna be bad, but they were. So Jer- yeah, Jerry whatever.
2: World's gonna be real bad, and I'm sure it was. But you'll remember it forever. That's this right. is cool.
6: We'll have a great time, man. It's gonna be incredible, and I hope. Uh, they they recognize how fortunate we are, you know. With all joking aside, this is a this is a pretty cool experience to have with the kids here.
2: I'm, I'm happy. What what what's Aunt Mel think? Where's she at? Is she filming right now? Okay, there she. She's hi right Aunt here. Mel. All right. You're good.
6: She's uh she's more geeked up than I was. Um. We ran into that traffic. I thought she was gonna open her door and shank somebody on her way down. The road. <laughs> she. Uh, <laughs> He's asking how you're feeling. I said you're getting a little amped up in the traffic. Um, but, no, we're ready to rock, and we're all going to be on edge a little bit during the game, but it's, it's. it's uh, I don't have a feeling like this to, to, to compare it to. So it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Uh,
0: before we get you out of here, are you going nine deers and nine hot dogs in nine innings?
1: Oh,
6: geez. Uh, we were here in April, actually, with everybody. We saw them play the Orioles, and it was dollar hot dog day. Uh, it's not That's a not a coincidence. Day day. So uh, we'll probably not go nine hot dogs. We might do a couple and split them. Like uh, Uncle Chris said earlier, we may split a couple hot dogs. So we'll see. <laughs> up and forth.
2: Mommy and daddy, I'm hungry. No. Yep. You're in the building. Just take the hunger wait,
6: pain. Wait till we get to the La Quinta. They'll have a snack for
2: us. <laughs> <laughs> One bed? <laughs> <laughs>
6: no, we got two. Okay, got I'm proud of you.
2: Uncle Mark yeah. Yeah. is uh, down in Arlington, Game 1 of the World Series. Hey, best uh, to Davis and Dixon and Mel. Give everyone a hug. Thanks for doing this uh, This hit. You wave your towel There we and, go, baby. and smile. There he is, seven, Uncle Mark.
6: 7-3, Rangers in five.
2: That's what he says, Rangers in five. We'll see if it happens. Uh, go get a cold one, buddy. Take care. Thank you.
6: Sounds good. Good to see you guys.
2: All right, there he is. Uncle Mark, my uh, my my big little brother, down there, and he's he's been to a lot of events, man. And this is cool. I'm super happy for him. We did a trip for Carson when he was uh, little to uh, for his birthday. We surprised him went down to Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and went and saw the Thunder. Mm. Now the problem is, is Russ and Katie were both injured, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it was the thought that counted. It was the thought that counted. Got to figure out.
0: Like in terms of a sports bucket list, World Series Game One is up there. But the problem is, is like I think I saw the one time in my lifetime that the Rockies are going to make a World mm-hmm. Series. I think that's already passed me by. So I'm not sure if that's ever going to be possible. And I need to make it to a Nuggets Finals game because they'll be back here in the next. You thought about years. that real hard. I did. Yeah. It was like, it was pretty expensive. I can't lie. It was mm-hmm. it was a little a little rich for my taste, especially with having to take work off and everything. But I need to get one of those sports bucket list items checked off i think i'm gonna hit the fiesta bowl this year
2: okay so that's for sure for
0: sure hitting a new year's six Bowl. i have uh i have an opportunity at tickets i have a place to stay my buddy's already taken off work so i think i'm gonna be able to make that happen so a new year's six Bowl, i can cross that off the bucket list but i gotta keep
2: on working my way down well i'll say this i think my brother went to the trip The first time Nebraska got to the College World Series,
6: Mm. Uh,
2: that was super special for my brother. He did that with my dad, my late father, and I think they both got down to Kansas City for the World Mm. Series in 2015. Mm. Uncle Mark played and grew up with Alex Gordon, played baseball with Al uh, through high school. So that was special for them. So pretty awesome. Uh, I was too cheap to pull the trigger, Brennan, on uh, Avs tickets last year for the I was talking to you about that, Elijah. I was thinking about, okay, we're we're in Colorado for baseball with Junior. Uh, it's game four, the Avs. Do I do it? Do I do it? We ended up watching the Padres and Rockies go at it, and we, we had a great time there. So that's awesome, man. Big thanks to, to Marcus Schmidt, my brother. Uncle Mark took his uh, two boys and Aunt Mel down to Arlington for game one, and uh, he was – He's, uh, he was just letting it kind of hit him. That's really cool. It's Nebraska-Purdue tomorrow, and uh, quite honestly, uh, another coin toss. We'll have the Friday forecast coming up, and uh, that is uh, no doubt going to be entertaining. Uh, Clausburn will be with us. We're here at the Hurdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. You're invited out every home football Friday, 127-44 Westport Parkway in La Vista. Elijah, you still have some of those UNO mm-hmm. and Ohio State hockey tickets. Uh, come Boy. get a pair if you want a pair. If you want a pair, come see Elijah. You, you have the option to uh, to arm wrestle Elijah for a pair. Or, or apparently just fight him. Well...
0: The uh, options of how you can get these tickets are really endless. You
2: can like, just ask. You can
0: ask nice. You can ask. You, you can, can arm wrestle. Put your elbow down. You can knock me out. You can tell me to stick them up. Like <laughs> your options, really, to get these tickets. It's it's however
2: you want. Well, like, and I mean, dude, it's awesome. You're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have UNO and Ohio State, two top twenty-five programs, and then stay tuned. Six o'clock. We are still rocking here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill with the Triple Play Podcast. Jabba Chamberlain, his podcast, Elijah and I, lucky enough to be part of that. So we'll have a live pod here. Vic in Denver has made his way here. He's having a Coors Banquet beer. He's wearing good a choice. blazer. It's a good I choice. love it, man. Whoa. It is. It and is good.
0: You know what Vic has a chance at by being here? There is a... Game-worn at Jabba Chamberlain Omaha Storm Chasers jersey over there. So nice. Now on
2: the table,
0: your chance to win it. Come Vic out here, is going go to grab it, it and run because he is a runner. Also, you follow the uh, Triple Play podcast Twitter page as well. You can find that at tri- the Trip play pods. So if you'll find that on Twitter, give it a follow. Come out here. And watch the Triple Play podcast live show from 6 to 7 as we get you geared up for game one at the World Series. You get a chance at that game-worn at Jabba Chamberlain jersey. And I think he said he'll even sign it for you on the way out the door.
2: You ever been to a, a championship ball game Have you have you made a, a way, your way down there? Like a Big 12 championship, a Big 10 championship? Nope. Connor, I don't Chicago, b- any, any Bulls playoff appearances? Uh, oh, or the, did you get to a Cubs World Series game?
3: I did not, and I'm really kind of salty about that but at the same time it just was not going to happen because a the price and b the amount of tickets my dad however has been to multiple cubs playoff games including the one where they hit six home runs against the cardinals in 15 (laughs) that was pretty electric and uh I'm, i'm still jealous of him
0: no. I, I did make it to an NSAA Class A state title game, both football, oh, basketball. Okay. So I've I've made it to some championship events, you know. Those, just, those are the just, ones that really matter.
2: Right. No, I get it, because yeah, you're probably playing. Clawsburn, Friday forecast is coming up. Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by Cornhead Lager.
1: Three little words no parent wants to hear.
2: My tongue. Spar and Grill, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, <laughs> Connor Clark, and it is that time to get into the Friday forecast. From parts unknown, he's imaginary. He wears red. Claus Byrne is with us. Claus, how's your week? Go
7: Rangers. Well, it's been a pretty good week so far. I know I've been engaged in a lot of discussion with folks about the quarterback position and do something different. And I think the solution is just to tell Heinrich Harburg That the goal line is the Maginot line, and with a name like that, he won't be able to help but cross it. No defense can keep them out, as we've learned historically. So,
2: we'll get to the Nebraska pick here as we wind down the Friday forecast. First things first, Urban Meyer on hand for Coach Leipold. KU trying to be bowl eligible. They're at five and two right now. OU still sweating from Central Florida. In a two-point win. Sooners minus nine. I'm going to call for the outright upset. Go ahead and drug test me. I like Kansas outright. Give me KU a win. 35-31 as Rock Chalk gets it done. Elijah, you're looking at me funny. Yeah, no, I, I
0: can't get down with that one, Schmitty. Whenever I look at this game, I think there's just too much Oklahoma. I do think Kansas hangs tough. I think it's a game that feels closer than the final score might indicate but Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma covers 37-20. to 20, They get it done over the Jayhawks.
2: Oh, wow. You say by quite a bit. I do say by quite a bit. Connor, be the tiebreaker here.
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to lean on Elijah a little bit here. I think Oklahoma bounces back from a scare against UCF last week. I think they just barely covered the spread. I'm going to go OU 37, Kansas 27.
2: Claus, what happens here? Uh, boomer Sooner or Rock Chalk?
7: Well, as I understand, Kansas used to really love when Oklahoma would come into town back in the 70s and 80s, of course. Oklahoma would usually dominate that game, but Barry Switzer would come in there, wreak havoc, and double their GDP uh, for the entire city for two years just by going down to Mass Street to have a few drinks. Sort of the anti-William Quantrill, if you will. I don't think they're going to like it so much this time. I like your score, Christopher, but I'll flip at Oklahoma 35 and Kansas 31.
2: Jayhawks get the cover says Clasburn off to Salt Lake City we go Oregon, Utah. I've thought a lot about this ball game and I just think Utah is too limited on offense. Uh, I think they'll hang. I think it'll be a stressful ball game for Oregon. I think Oregon gets back this time in a second challenging road venue. They lost uh, unfortunately at Washington on that field goal attempt. Now they get by Utah, and uh, I, I, I like the points for Utah, though, at home. Give me Oregon 28, and give me Utah 27. See, I like the, the 28 score, Schmitty. I think Oregon gets to 28
0: points here, and I'm kind of with you. I think Oregon's probably the second-best team in the Pac-12 this year, and Utah isn't what they have been the past few years, especially on the offensive side. I think it's a, it's a game that doesn't feel as Pac-12. Maybe it feels a little bit more Big Ten, but nonetheless, Oregon gets it done. 28-24, to a
2: win for the Ducks, but no cover. What do you think, Connor? What happens here, Oregon or Utah?
0: I
3: think the Ducks fly high in this game as well. I'm really high on them after watching a couple other games, especially even the loss at Washington. They look good against a pretty good Washington team on the road. I'm going to go Oregon 28 and Utah 14. I think their offense is just too
2: limited this year. Claus, what happens here, Ducks or Utes?
7: Well, I think Oregon's probably the overall better team and wins nine times out of ten, but every time I watch Utah, they surprise me. Of course, they beat Riley thinking about going to coach the Raiders, (laughs) which I suppose makes sense because Mark Davis gets his haircut at the same place Lincoln Riley learned to cook brisket, so. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be able to negotiate that contract fairly quick. I'm going to agree with everybody else and say Oregon scores 28, but I'm going to say Utah scores 31 late and gets the upset.
2: All right, Claus going with the Utes at home. To Madtown we go. Wisconsin season-saving win at Illinois. 18 straight to close it, including that touchdown to win it with about 30 seconds left. Ohio State probably has changed their signs today, tomorrow, and maybe yesterday. Uh, Buckeyes minus 14 and a half. Uh, I think Wisconsin covers. It's never easy at Camp Randall at night but I like Ohio State even after this emotional Penn State win give me the Buckeyes uh, 24 and Wisconsin 14 but a Wisconsin cover I think Wisconsin struggles to get any offense in this game the
0: Ohio State defense has been undervalued all year I think people saw what they are last week against Penn State and I think Wisconsin's really going to struggle to move the football here on Saturday evening. So I have Ohio State winning this one. They get offense as the game goes on, kind of a death by a 1,000 paper cuts. 31-10, they beat Wisconsin, a win and cover for the Buckeyes.
2: Big win by the Buckeyes,
0: says Elijah. Connor, what happens?
3: Well, Elijah, you almost took the words right out of my mouth. I think that Wisconsin's also going to have a pretty tough time moving the ball on on Saturday night. And uh, I'm going to go Ohio State 31 and Wisconsin 7.
2: Claus,
7: what do you think here, Bucky or Brutus? Well, first of all, by now I'm sure we've all seen Matt Rule's uh, halftime speech that fired the entire state up. There was another video this week of Luke Fickle trying to fire his boys up, thinking he was going to motivate them as if he were the president on Independence Day. But I'll tell you what, boys, <clears throat> I think the only way Wisconsin wins this game is as if Randy Quaid crashes into the stadium in a prop plane. So <laughs> give me Ohio State 31 and Wisconsin 10.
2: Oh, we have a Randy Quaid reference. Take a drink. I, I like it. A little bit more from Clausburn and the Friday forecast as we're here at the Herdant Sports Bar and Grill. Quick timeout as Claus resets. He's... Uh, I think he's found parking, but again, there may be some sort of search. he too is at Game One of the World Series.
0: Yeah, he is. And, and if if anyone out there is watching via stream, Near the first time we've had a picture of Claus up on the Stream Yard, it's uh, it's been not edi- really. It's been edited to uh, to preserve his identity. Mm. But you know, he's in and, fact wearing red. And he is in fact imaginary.
2: Right. <laughs> we, we we can't. Uh, we would have to go full. What's the best way to put it? Full. Nat Geo inside the American mob, with, <laughs> if, if we have him live. We may have him live, but we've got to figure out a way to obscure his identity for the Maryland game. Ooh,
0: sunglasses and a fake mustache.
2: Yeah, or just a...
0: You get real creative.
2: Or, or just a paper bag. Oh, that's also pretty with good. With his eyes bag. cut out and put the headset on him, and <laughs> he'll wear the red blazer. I know he will. Uh, reminder, after we're done here at 6, it's a live podcast here at Sports heard at Sports Bar and Grill. A triple play podcast. It's all the baseball you want and need with World Series champ Husker Great and uh, longtime Major League Baseball vet Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba's hanging out, and we'll be doing a live pod. We'll take you up to first pitch. So a live pod, triple play. Podcast, Uh, Elijah and I lucky to be on that with Jabba, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're getting that thing launched and kicked off. Not only for the MLB postseason, but plenty of Husker baseball and all sorts of thoughts on the high school baseball season this spring. Well, more from Claus the Nebraska predictions when we come back with the forecast on Hail Varsity.
4: And now, and now back
2: to Hail Varsity Radio bonus pick, NCAA v. Michigan. I'm kind of kidding, but we'll see if next week uh, there's a distraction as Purdue comes to town. Purdue is in town this weekend in Lincoln. The line dropping by half a point as we talk Friday afternoon. And uh, Nebraska favored by two. I got a bad feeling about this one. I just think Nebraska's turnover woes do not go away and uh, I'm going to go with the Boilermakers, 13-10 to over Nebraska. Too many turnovers. Purdue gets held in check most of the game, but Nebraska's defense can't be perfect all the time. Not their fault. I think it's an offensive issue, and I think it's a turnover problem. Give me the Boilers by three. Yeah, I, I think we're all going to want bleach for our eyes after this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I
0: do think Nebraska gets it done. I think they have the advantage of the weather that we're expecting tomorrow. And uh, might not be a lot of offense. I think the Huskers get enough, though. 13-7, to 7, they get a victory and a cover over the Purdue Boilermakers. Connor, what do you think?
3: Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be gloomy. And it's going to be a Husker win despite all of that. I think they're going to win 17-10 to And what, as Elijah said, will, everybody will need bleach for their eyes after said ball game.
2: Claus, uh, you might be having some sort of shot. What do you think? Nebraska Purdue minus two big red.
7: Well, I read earlier this week that Purdue's head coach, and I, the name escapes me. Is it Ricky Waters, Ryan R- Bingham? Well, I don't, R- Ryan Walters. Point is, <laughs> sure, okay. He made some sort of comment about how much he hates Nebraska and can't even stand the N on the uniform. Well,. As Don Draper said to an equally feckless punk on Mad Men, we don't even think about you. <laughs> Nebraska 17 and Purdue
2: 10. 17-10, Claus says. The Big Red get uh, five wins and a game closer to bowl eligibility as we'll be at East Lansing next weekend. And
0: should be noted we all picked the unders, so almost guaranteed to be a
2: high-flying, explosive offensive game tomorrow with all of us picking the Unders. A tribute to last year. (laughs) Claus, enjoy the World Series. And are you going funnel cake or just
7: straight uh, butt heavy? Well, I'm told they have something called a pizza dog at this game, and I'm willing to sacrifice all of the work I've done to combat my acid reflux just to try that. So (laughs) we'll see how it goes.
2: Claus, enjoy yourself. Thanks for the time. Have fun at the World Series. Okay. Gotta love Clausburn and the Friday forecast. I had to be an outlier. I had to be the sore thumb. Hope I'm wrong tomorrow. Not that we are supposed to root, but it's a lot cooler when Nebraska's playing well and winning football and that doesn't happen every year, clearly, but I just don't feel good.
0: Well, it's it's a guarantee just about, in my opinion, that tomorrow's game will be ugly in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, and it's always better to watch an ugly game and than get to go do a post-game show that has happy Husker fans as opposed to, to sad or angry po- Husker fans.
2: Ah, uh, so you were about the content. I am about the content. I've
0: got to do two hours post-game, and they get, if people get angry. Man, it's rough.
2: I know. Uh, we will be at the single barrel tomorrow. Weekend edition, noon to two. Single barrel, ninth and P inside the graduate. Real red reaction from the single barrel right after Nebraska. Purdue want to see you there. Want to see you here. Heard at Sports Bar and Grill. Home football Fridays in La Vista. Come see us six to seven tonight. Jabba Chamberlain, triple play podcast coming up. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Hale Varsity.